Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and we gather together to explore harvest rituals. We call to the spirits of the green ones, the fruit, the vegetables, the grains, the leaves, the grasses, the corn, all sorts of crops. We call to you and honor you. We call to the divine, the great mother, the great father, the great spirit, all deities connected with harvest, with agriculture, with wild crafting. Come be with us tonight and in our lives as we celebrate harvest and do harvest rituals. So mote it be. Harvest rituals have been part of the human experience across generations around the world, across cultures and faith traditions. I'm going to share some harvest lore and some harvest experiences working with harvest in a sacred way. One of the main ways of doing a harvest ritual is doing a blessing of the harvest before the harvest actually starts. Now, there's a number of different ways to do this. One way is to do some type of blessing of the harvest area, of those who are going to be taking part in the harvest, a blessing of the tools. So honoring the land and the crops, calling on the divine, blessing those doing the harvest, blessing harvest tools. I've been at harvest festivals in which there's been a public celebration not only of the harvest in the making and the harvest underway, but the blessing of major harvest implements, the blessing of the combines. There's actually a small town on the eastern shore of Maryland in the USA that has at the beginning of August every year a blessing of the combines. So there's a lot of different ways to do a harvest ritual to bless the harvest that is going to happen. Some type of blessing tool, it may be some incense, so you could use a jaw stick, or if it's going to be a really big area, a big sensor or turbo with lots of incense wafting out. Better yet, if you're going to be doing a blessing of a lot of people taking part in the harvest and a lot of harvest equipment, it's good to have multiple people all involved in doing the harvest blessing. Now, if everyone shares the same type of philosophy, um, folkways, tradition, spiritual
spirituality, then you can be more specific with your blessing and call on specific forms of the divine. When I've done some harvest rituals, I often have people from a number of different faith traditions and cultures and who are people who will be harvesting a variety of different things using a lot of different tools. So I use a more universal blessing. I really think that having incense smoke is a powerful way of doing that blessing. It can be moved around readily, and it's something traditional. I like using frankincense. But some other ways of doing a harvest blessing is to have some type of rhythm instrument. I have a sistrum that I use as a kind of wand for a variety of purposes, including warding off and cleansing away what's not needed prior to a harvest starting, and then energizing those taking part, celebrating the land, the divine, the crops, and doing a blessing for protection and prosperity. You may want to use a harvest chant. Uh, within contemporary pagan traditions, most celebrate three harvest festivals, those whose spiritual traditions include celebrating equinoxes, solstices, and the midpoints between the Celtic fire festivals. Lunasa, which in the northern hemisphere is late July, early August, the first of the harvest festivals. It's also a festival traditionally connected with the grain at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, most of the harvesting that we do are different types of herbs growing in our gardens and out in the prairies and fields and forests. So we call that the Green Spirit Festival rather than Lunasa, though we recognize the interconnectedness of both traditions. And then in September around autumn equinox time is the main harvest festival. And we have at our land associated this with apples because a lot of apples are ripening at this time of year. We also have it be a festival of the brown acorn and gather acorns. Um, it's also a time for harvesting the bounty from gardens, fruits, and vegetables, and and we live in an area with a lot of forest. And uh, some of the ways that we heat our homes as well as celebrate the cycle of the seasons is to burn oak wood. So we gather oak wood that has fallen down, did wood, cut it up, split it. It's a kind of harvest as well. Some other types of harvest that I've had direct experience in is the harvest of honey. And this too is associated in these parts with the September or the main harvest festival. And in late October, early November is another 
Celtic Fire Festival, Samhain. Some people say that means Summer's Inn, Harvest Inn. And so with each of the three festivals of harvest, one can focus on a particular type of harvesting as well as harvesting as a whole. And as you think about harvest rituals, in addition to these three festivals, there's also harvest of different types in our lives. When we have been working on creative projects and have manifested some creations, that's a type of harvest. When we have been working on learning certain areas of knowledge and have had accomplishments, we might graduate with a degree or a certificate in a particular field. That's a kind of harvest. So although harvest rituals may be happening for many of us connected with agricultural growing seasons, there's also harvest rituals that have to do with bringing in harvest in our lives in various ways. At Lunasa, a chant that I helped create with Jim Allen many years ago is something that celebrates the start of the harvest, and it goes like this. We give thanks for the harvest. Actually, that's my main harvest chant in September. Um, now is the time when the harvest starts again. Sing and dance until night's in, praising the powers on whom we depend. Now, some people, as part of their grain harvest celebrations, their lunasa harvest celebrations, will take some wheat or barley or oats, make some type of charm. Uh, these charms are sometimes called corn dollies. I have a simple one made of several sprigs of wheat all plaited together with their stems. And this not only can be used in connection with representing the harvest and representing abundance, it can be used for a home blessing. I have a whole collection of different types of wheat weavings. And for me, they not only are great for decorating the home, but blessing the home and connecting me with the folk ways and the folk art of ancestors. So you may want to craft something from one of the things that you will be harvesting. Some people like to craft their wheat weaving from the very first wheat that's harvested. There's also a tradition in some places in the world where the very last bit of the harvest that is taken in is fashioned into some type of charm, charm talisman, or um, representation of the crop or a form of the divine. So there are many ways of being able to work symbolically and artistically as part of harvest. And so a harvest ritual 
to not only include doing a harvest, but to actually craft something that ties into the harvest and the blessings of harvest. For the main harvest time around fall equinox, autumnal equinox, Navin, it goes by many different names. Some will have a celebration for each of the types of things that are being harvested. Others may focus on a particular thing that's being harvested, and some may have a cornucopia, a horn of plenty, and take representations of each of the things that are being gathered from fields and forests and gardens and meadows and creating a cornucopia representing the bounty of nature. Having a harvest thanksgiving ritual is something that's also very ancient as a spiritual practice and cultural practice. This can be done on the first day of harvest as well as the last day of harvest and for harvest activities that go over a whole period of time. Some traditions have people honor the harvest, the start of the harvest on each day's bit of work, and then at the end of each day, giving thanks for what has been taken in. And then at the very conclusion of the harvest, giving a general celebration. Now, one tradition connected with the end of harvest ritual is to take a representation of the best of what's been harvested and to use that as an offering, to place it on an altar or to return it to the fields or to hang it into the barn or the storage area where the harvest has been gathered in for processing, for storage, for preservation. So harvest rituals at the start, harvest rituals at the end, harvest rituals throughout. One can do a personal harvest ritual in which one is going forth into one's garden or into the wild, and then in this case, do a harvest ritual before doing any harvesting whatsoever not only for centering yourself, but for aligning yourself with the spirit of whatever you are harvesting. I did a sacred harvest today, right before our time together, and I have some peppermint that I harvested from the garden. And my approach to Herb harvest is to harvest one herb, one type of herb at a time. And before I do any harvesting whatsoever, centering myself, gathering the equipment that I'm going to be needing, checking it out, doing a blessing on myself, on the land, on the garden, um, and on the equipment. Often this is done with a visualization or and or a prayer or a chant, and then 
communing with the plant before I've cut anything to actually honor the plant, acknowledge the plant, invite the spirit of the plant to be present, to guide the harvest process, and then intuitively paying attention to any inner wisdom that surfaces that helps guide the process. And once I have completed the harvest, making sure that I have a good receptacle for it, I like using baskets. Not only is it a traditional way of bringing in the harvest, well, this works for small harvest, but it's also something that you can use if you're going to be drying herbs, for example. You can hang your basket up and let the herbs dry that way. Um, once I am done with bringing in the harvest and I'm preparing to do a harvest um, processing and storage, a ritual that some people might not even consider a ritual is to label what you have harvested. Put the name of what you've harvested, the date, the day, the month, the year, and if there were any particular things you needed to note about it to have that. And then if you're using the basket method, you can get a twist tie or a piece of string and tie that paper right to the basket so it will be with it, or put it on a file card and tuck it into the basket. Uh, many people, self-included, say, oh, I'll remember what I have harvested, and you probably will, but if you don't do that special, what I call, harvest uh, produce identification ritual, you might find that memory fades and you don't have the information that you need. Another tradition connected with herb harvest that I do is as part of the processing and getting my herbs ready to be dried, I will take each sprig and then look to see if there's any type of diseased, um, problematic leaves, and I'll pull them off and I'll put them in a compost. Now, some people will like to take the lower leaves off of a sprig and do that for several and then bundle them together and hang them upside down on a nail or a hook, and that's certainly another way to do harvest, and I see the whole act of not only harvesting and giving thanks, but also processing the harvest. It's a very important harvest ritual. I created a method in which I take multiple sprigs, I take a twist tie, lay it along the um, the stem, then take a rubber band and tie up the different sprigs together, and then take the twist tie and make a little hoop. So then I'm able to have an easy way to hang my bundle of herbs up for drying. When you are doing a harvest processing ritual, it's important that you've established enough time and space to be able to do that, it's best to do
harvest processing ritual at one setting and bring closure to it before you move on to something else. And uh, if you've harvested at a really good time and the herbs are really in good shape, you want to preserve the harvest and maximize the benefits as something that you eat or that you use in preparing beverages or if you're using your herbs that you've harvested for some type of ceremony. You really want the best quality if you're going to be preserving them. So it's really important that you set aside enough time that you also have a good method in place and wherever you decide to dry your herbs, and some people like to freeze them or do some kind of preparation, that's also another way. But make sure that you also label wherever you are storing your herbs uh, so that you also will be able to identify what you have harvested. Um, after I have had herbs dry, I usually take them off of the stem and put them in a basket and then sort through that and then take the dried leaves. And in cases of men, I also put the flowers in there. And then I'll put them in a glass jar with a tight-fitting lid, and then I label that. Light and moisture are things to avoid for the most part, for most things that you harvest. So if you're out harvesting and you're doing harvest processing, do your best to do this in the shade, outside of strong sunlight. It will bring about a greater quality in what you have harvested and what you're seeking to preserve. You also want to dry, if you're going to be drying for preservation, in a dry area, in an area with some air circulation. So that might mean um, opening a window or having a fan or something to do some good circulation. I have a uh, three-season porch um, connected with my house that's enclosed, and that's where I do most of the drying of the herbs and other things that I get from the gardens and from the forest around here. That's where I keep my acorns, and I like um, when I'm doing acorn harvesting to get a big container off in a basket and gather them all. And then I will give thanks to the oak. I will sit with the acorns and sort through them. If there's things that are imperfect, the acorn is damaged in some ways, I will set that aside and either use it as a kindling for a fire or cast it out into the forest for creatures to use. So there's harvest rituals to prepare for harvest and harvest rituals as you are doing harvesting. And there are harvest rituals for processing and storing. In addition to these types of harvest rituals, have a ritual in which you connect with the spirit of harvest. 
in the form of one or more sacred forces. Some people call on the Harvest Mother at harvest time, the bountiful goddess, uh, Bona Fortuna, Bona Dea, amongst the ancient Romans, uh, Ceres, Demeter, some goddess forms that date back into classical time. But you can create your own way of identifying the harvest divinity, harvest mother, harvest father, harvest spirit. You may want to connect primarily with one form of harvest divinity or multiple forms. In addition to connecting with the harvest mother, some will work with the harvest crone, especially at Samhain time when the last of the harvest has come in. And uh, some represent the harvest crone with a crescent sickle. That's a traditional form. Some connect with the harvest crone with a big cauldron. Uh, some see that the witch images that are so prevalent in many places at secular folkways Halloween really have their roots in the ancient harvest divinities, including the old mother, the grandmother, the harvest crone. There are also harvest gods. John Barleycorn, there are some songs that have not only been sung in older times, but have even come in to contemporary times. So Jack in the Green is the god of new life in growing in the springtime, celebrated Beltane, and John Barleycorn is celebrated during harvest time in a number of traditions. There's also Jack Frost, which is after harvest has been done, during the quiet time when Seeds have fallen into the fields. The fields are fallow, and winter has set in. Some call the harvest divinity in a god form way Dionysus. And amongst the ancient Greek traditions, Dionysus was connected with harvest and the mysteries of the underworld was part of the Eleusinian mystery traditions in the ancient Greek religion across time. But Dionysus also was associated in particular with grapes and wine. So another harvest ritual is that of harvesting grapes and making wine from the grapes. Actually, there are some vineyards that have harvest festivals and invite people to take off their shoes and use their bare feet and get into a big area where the grapes are and crushing the grapes and to get a feeling of what it was done in the old times. And, of course, um, 
there's many different ways to celebrate the grape harvest, but certainly preparing for the grape harvest, honoring the spirit of the vine, and it might be calling on Dionysus or their wine goddesses as well. And then as the harvest has come in, not only giving thanks, but calling on the spirit of the grape to be present and calling on Dionysus. The Romans called him Bacchus and to help with the making of the wine, the corking of the wine, the aging of the wine, and then the serving of the wine. There are many traditions across cultures connected with specific types of plants and harvest activities. Uh, some of my own ancestral heritage goes back into the Americas, and corn that is most people call maize, or feed corn, or seed corn, that is something that has sustained life among a number of First Peoples, nations in the Americas, and now corn's actually in different parts of the world. Some people will have a green corn festival as the corn is starting to ripen. And in that festival, there are rituals calling for bounty in the harvest and big ears to grow and for the harvest to come to full fruition. And then once the harvest has been taken in, then some people make a different kind of corn dolly, actually taking some of the husk from the corn and creating small dolls that represent the spirit of the corn. So that's another harvest ritual that I've had some experience with and that has actually gone across cultures now that a number of people grow maize as part of their gardening and as part of farming. In addition to these types of harvest rituals, there are harvest rituals that are the blessing of the storehouse. This is especially something that has its roots in antiquity where a community might have a building and actually amongst some of the old pagan cultures, the building was a temple where the grains, for example, would be all stored once they've been dried and they're being put away in a sacred place um, to have them be available for community use. They're considered um, part of a way of connecting with the divinity of the temple there and, and having a blessing of the storage area is something that one can do here in contemporary times. Some of the ways that I do harvest involves freezing, especially wild berries that are foraged during the summer. So there is a harvest uh, blessing at the start of berry picking, and as berry picking unfolds and many berries are gathered, there's, of course, the sampling, which is also a great harvest ritual. And then once berries have come in, then 
berries and then take some of them to be used fresh and to put some in and often uh, what we do in our house is we get big cookie sheet trays and spread the berries out and then take the trays and put them in the top of the chest freezer. And then once all the berries have individually frozen, then putting them into some type of storage container, labeling them. That's another important harvest ritual for fruit and vegetables as well that gets frozen. And then putting them aside for use later. So we've talked about a variety of different harvest types and crops and techniques. Another important harvest ritual is what I call the harvest feast. Being able to share the harvest not only with yourself and your household, but you may have a big feast where Everyone brings something that they've harvested or have done some hunting and gathering at the local farm market, and then to have a feast to give thanks for the harvest, to sample the harvest. And a prayer at the start of a harvest feast is traditional across a lot of different religions and spiritual paths, calling on the divine as one, as many, depending on the tradition, and thanking the divine, thanking the crops for the abundance, the sustenance. Another tradition connected with harvest ritual is what I call the harvest ritual photograph. Every year, for many years pre-pandemic, as part of our Green Spirit Festival, we had the annual mugwort harvest, Artemisia vulgaris. Around our year-round maypole, we unwrap it with the ribbons at Beltane and rewrap it every year for that, but it stands as a centerpiece within a circle of mugwort, a mugwort hedge. And at our Green Spirit Festival, we will go out, will a group of us, Yes. 
harvest tools, and in addition to working with a ceremonial tool, um, which I will use on occasion for a special harvest, um, the tool that I work with the most are uh, really good quality sharp clippers when I go clipping um, the herbs in the garden and out in the field. So being able to have one's implements, hand implements on a harvest altar, and you might want to kindle a candle as a symbol of thanksgiving or to represent the energy that you are working with for the particular harvest ritual. You may want to have a percussion instrument on your altar and also burn some incense. Uh, some people like to have symbols of each of the five elements, and I typically do that in creating a harvest altar. I have actual soil, a little dish of soil to represent the land and the nutrients that come from the element earth. I will have um, incense and sometimes a feather to represent air, the winds that help with the pollination of so many different plants. I will have a sun symbol or a candle to represent fire, and then a chalice, some water to represent precipitation, and the water that comes from sky, from dew, from mist, um, the water that we use to nurture our plants. And I typically have something to represent spirit. Often it's a quartz crystal or it's a wand, but represents the sacred that connects all the elements together. In addition to working with a harvest feast and having some harvest photographs, one of the things that you may want to do is have a harvest meditation and to sit quietly, and this can be done as a personal rite or as a group rite, after the harvest has come in, if you have a harvest altar, or the altar could actually be a centerpiece of a feasting table, spend a few moments in quiet. Call to mind the experience of harvesting. Call to mind your connection with the plant or plants or other things that have been gathered. Connect with those forces that you have worked with that have helped. And after reflecting, give thanks. So one way of giving thanks is to pour a libation, some water or juice or tea into a libation bowl, or some prefer to pour a sacred beverage as a offering directly on the ground or on the garden or the field where the harvest has come from. Some, in addition to pouring some liquid offering, will take some type of solid offering, and it might be uh, some 
sacred herbs that you use. It might be uh, some types of soil or sand or cornmeal. There's a lot of different things that have been used in a physical sense. Some traditions actually use coins, take a coin and actually will bury it in the field or in the garden as an offering. Typically silver, but some traditions use copper coins as a way of having a physical representation of giving thanks. Another harvest ritual is to wish others happy harvest, to go to harvest festivals that are put on by others and to experience harvest not only in the here and now, but as you do, to experience yourself connecting with other harvest traditions that have gone before. And by actively being part of a harvest festival, you are laying the groundwork for harvest celebrations and rituals to happen into the future. What I'd like to do now is share with you a different kind of harvest ritual. And this is something that you might want to use as part of a Harvest Thanksgiving ceremony connected with the equinox, with fall or autumnal equinox. So in the next few moments of quiet, I invite those of you who are tuning in live and later to find a comfortable place to be, to center yourself, and then to take a journey with me for Harvest Thanksgiving, harvest of the blessings in our lives through the year. So in the next few moments of quiet, connect with the sacred by whatever name or names you work with the divine. And then call into your sacred space the elements of nature, the sacred earth, soil, the physical realm, the sacred air, breath, and wind, the mental realm, the sacred fire, energy, sun, energy realm, the sacred water, rain and mist and other forms of precipitation, bodies of water, the emotional realm, sacred spirit, the interconnecting source that connects us with planet Earth, our home, and the heavens, the cosmos, the sky above us, the divine that's within us, and that connects us with the earth, the air, the fire, and the water. 
calling on the sacred spirit and calling on the sacred circle, that which connects us across time and across space and into our sacred harvest ritual. Let us also call the wisdom and the powers of our ancestors engaged in harvest, traditions and cultures, calling the ancestors and also honoring the ancient ones of the land where you dwell and where you are doing this harvest ritual meditation. And now in the next few moments of quiet, now that we have called forth the divine as one and many, call to mind blessings of the physical realm. At least one thing that you are thankful for involving your physical health, physical objects, your home, realm of finances, phrasing your thanksgiving, repeating that silently over the next few moments of quiet. Thanksgiving for blessings of sacred earth the physical realm. Blessed be. And now as you take some deep, slow breaths, call to mind things that you have learned within the last few days, last few weeks, last few months. Harvest of knowledge. Harvest of experience harvest of wisdom, and select something that you are grateful for, something that you have learned that has enhanced your intellect, your understanding, has blessed you with wisdom. Give thanks for the blessings of sacred air, blessings of sacred air. Thanks for blessings of sacred air. Blessed be. And now as you call to mind a radiant sun, call the blessings of sacred fire in the form of things that you've accomplished, doing activities, goals that you've set and accomplished, the harvest of action, of activities. And select one of those things that you have done 
that you have accomplished and give thanks. Thanks for the blessings of sacred fire. Thanks for the accomplishments that are blessings of sacred fire. Thanks for the sacred fire blessings. Blessed be. And now imagine a great chalice or a great glass or mug and imagine yourself holding up this symbol of sacred water and the harvest of relationships and feelings. Call to mind people, creatures, places that you are thankful for and select one to express gratitude for that relationship. Imagine yourself giving thanks to that one. Thanksgiving of blessings of sacred water. Blessings of sacred water in relationships. Thank you. Thanksgiving. Gratitude for relationships. The flow of sacred water. Blessed be. And as you focus on sacred spirit, Imagine a radiant light being within you and around you. Call on one or more forms of the divine that you wish to strengthen your connection with by having expressions of gratitude. Call to mind at least one form of the divine that has brought one or more blessings for you. It may be enhancing daily life, spiritual practice. It might come in the form of a dream or a wonderful synchronistic experience, magic accomplished, spiritual transition, healing, transformation. Call to mind the harvest of spiritual blessings and the divine connected with manifesting those blessings within you and your life. Giving thanks for the sacred spirit blessings harvest, sacred spirit blessings harvest, sacred spirit blessings harvest. Blessed be. And now as you call to mind a great sacred circle that you are in the center of, imagine that sacred circle, including all those who are of like spirit, also 
being grateful at harvest time. Experience yourself as part of the great circle of nature, a circle of those celebrating harvest. Experience the sacred circle of harvest around you and within you, giving thanks. Sacred circle of harvest around you and within you, giving thanks. Sacred circle of harvest around you and within you, giving thanks. So be it. So working with different dimensions of harvest, psychological, emotional, physical, energetic, social, there are many ways that we can have harvest as part of our lives. And gratitude is a great attitude to develop skills in. Not only does it bring a great completion of the sacred when you ask and receive, you give thanks. The please and thank you traditions that go across different cultures and generations, gratitude, thanksgiving, appreciation, all an important part of harvest rituals. We give thanks for the harvest. We give thanks for abundance, we give thanks for the blessings in our lives through the year. We give thanks for the harvest, we give thanks for abundance, we give thanks for the blessings in our lives through the year. We give thanks for the harvest. We give thanks for abundance. We give thanks for the blessings in our lives through the year. So in whatever form harvest takes for you at autumn time, may you find good ways to enhance your own harvest rituals, harvest rituals done with family and or friends, harvest rituals done in community, harvest rituals that happen around the world. Envision yourself and all of us as we bring closure to this workshop as being part of a great circle of harvest rituals through time, across cultures, across languages, across beliefs, spiritual, religious, and philosophical traditions. May we grow in the wisdom of our ancestors and pass it on to others in our lives now and yet to come. So mote it be. Thank you all for being part of this Harvest Rituals celebration and workshop. Know that you can keep alive the Harvest Rituals of doing prayers for abundance and a good harvest before you start. 
prayers for a safe harvest protection as those go forth and do harvest activities, that you can keep alive the tradition of giving thanks with offerings, with prayers, with chants, with actions, that you can give some of what you have harvested to others. Charitable giving is a kind of harvest ritual that you can consume some of what you've harvested, not only yourself, but with family and friends and community, keeping alive an old harvest tradition, that you can put symbols of harvest in your home as you celebrate harvest time, as a reminder of your connection with that greater circle of nature of which we are all part here on planet Earth and beyond. So happy harvest, and I invite you to share your harvest experiences, uh, feedback about this workshop for those of you on my Selena Fox Updates Facebook Live. Feel free to put something that you have harvested from this Harvest Rituals Workshop. And for those of you who are listening live or later to CSNP, to my Nature Spirituality Podcast, um, you can certainly use chat there. But probably what would work easier is to send me an email, circle at circlesanctuary.org, or selena at circlesanctuary.org. Uh, emails to either will eventually make their way to me. I, I am so thankful for all of you who have joined together for this Harvest Rituals Workshop, and I want to give thanks to our CSMP, Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasting Team, and special thanks to Jeanette Ewing, who's doing engineering tonight, and to partner David Ewing, who also helps with engineering, nature spirituality, and nature mystic. I give thanks to our whole team, Laura and Deb and Char, and to all who are part of the Circle Sanctuary community helping us with our cyber ministries. For more information about harvest traditions and some uh, audio and video links to some of the chants that you can use, you can go to my Selena Fox um, YouTube channel and the Circle Sanctuary YouTube channel and go to the circlesanctuary.org website and look under Celebrating the Seasons under Autumn. And you will find at Autumn Equinox, Fall Equinox, some more material to enhance your harvest. Many blessings. Thank you all for being part of our time together tonight. Bright blessings.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.